0: It all starts with an idea. I mean, Bezos had an idea and executed on it. What did I do wrong? Why did I get laid off? And it's simply just a business decision, but it can damage people's lives.
1: welcome 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 to this episode of the how to get a job podcast super excited for today's guest i have chris morga with me today he is the founder of invisiscope coaching solution he's a certified professional career coach and a former forbes coaching council member and we're going to talk about how you can build your own career and chris welcome to the show how are you doing today
0: I'm good, Dan. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate hey, it.
1: No, absolutely. I, I, I'm super excited to talk to you more and to even talk about this particular topic about, you know, building your own career, building creating your own job if you have to, like thinking outside the box and not having to follow just what the mainstream media says go to college, go to corporate America and retire there. So Chris, you know, why are you so passionate about this topic?
0: Well, I think just that. You know, people have been living in the default path for so many years and they've been accustomed to doing exactly what their parents did you know or building a career through the corporate means and we've learned very recently that that can all end very very quickly you know there's been over 200,000 layoffs in the tech sector since January of 23 and those are real families you know that's that's a major impact if that's your singular area of revenue so you know, we're starting to see that and a partner of mine and I are looking into showing people how to build their own careers, you know, through alternative methods, or we call it the alternative career. Tell me more right? about
1: that. Like, what do you mean? Like if I'm listening to that, I'm like, hey, I don't understand what that means. What do you mean by alternative careers, alternative methods?
0: So the alternative career is something that's all out off the beaten path, right? It's not necessarily like you said, going to college. Go get a job, stay at the 25 years at that job, collect your gold watch and go play golf somewhere. It's a little bit deeper than that. It's a little riskier than that as well, but it's to take the skill sets that you've already built and you've identified that are your major skill areas and compound a company off of them or build off of them. So let's say, for instance, if someone is a really great writer um, or someone just has an affinity for teaching math. Or showcasing math right they can take an online digital career and build a career that they can showcase for tutoring, tutoring they can start writing for other companies they can ghost write for people that want to write a book and that those are monetized skills that they can build off of and create a career you know so that's something that's off the beaten path of your, your regular career and that's the alternative so are
1: you career. saying about like advocating for entrepreneurship? Regardless of you're, oh, I totally am. Or
0: not. I totally am. I totally am. And not only just for that, but it's also for protection, too. You know, I mean, as a recruiter for many, many years, I would always think to myself that there's a real family at the end of this phone. It's not just somebody I'm trying to place into a role, but this is a husband, a wife, you know, a father, a mother. There's children involved here. So every little action or every little piece of advice that I deliver, I got to make sure that it lands that it sticks because this is people's lives. And the same concept goes on the entrepreneurship framework is to protect yourself against those layoffs. You know, we talk a lot of times about the kitchen conversation. You know, how many times have people gone to the kitchen, sat on the island and said, "Hun, unfortunately, I lost my job today. We hate those kitchen conversations because you lose all control. You lose sometimes credibility and sometimes you even lose your confidence because you feel like that imposter syndrome. What did I do wrong? Why did I get laid off? And it's simply just a business decision, but it can damage people's lives. So by controlling the narrative and creating something from your skill sets that you already have and monetizing it that's the alternative career that you can design protection for yourself and build something. So if you are let go, you can say, thank you very much for the opportunity. I really had a great time here and you can go off into the sunset, knowing that you've got revenue generated to come in. Yeah.
1: You know what? Like I, as an entrepreneur, so I spent my first six years in corporate America and then I decided to do a uh, career coaching full time. Um, I also think that, you know, we have this sense, this fake sense of belief of stability when we work for a big company. And I was at PepsiCo for six years and there was three rounds of layoffs during those times. So every two years you can bet it's like a clock. They were going to do some sort of reorg and people were laid off because they were trying to increase their profits. Right. And you have to understand that every company, especially if it's a publicly traded company has a one main goal in mind and that's to make their investors happy, right? Their, their shareholders happy. And there's only one way to affect the number that they care about, which is profit. And that is increasing sales, or decreasing costs right and when a company especially the big blue chip companies when they know they cannot realistically grow 30 40% a year they have to figure out a way to cut costs and human labor is the most expensive in the majority of companies yeah. and so you have to figure out how a company like pepsico uses technology so that one person can do the job of three people with technology and so they can lower their costs dramatically and increase the profits for the shareholders and so I saw people that were loyal to PepsiCo, working there for 30, 40 years, losing their job. I'm taking on their job. And because I kind of been in earlier in their career, they were making double what I was making doing the same job. So PepsiCo was saving money. And so um, I would actually want to say that um, entrepreneurship is not as risky as corporate America. Right. And you have actually more control on the success or failure of your future when you when it's your business versus relying on a decision that is made three four five levels ahead of you that is generally not even made by the company itself is they hire a consultant like McKinsey or Boston Consulting that comes in and says here's who you need to let go and um, and it, and then mm-hmm. that way those executives can actually sleep at night because they're like I didn't let go of those people uh, the consultant told me to do it and so uh, I, I I love what what you're sharing here.
0: Yeah, that's interesting you say that too, because look at even the, the HR area or the recruitment area taking a major hit lately. And it, because of exactly what you just said, it's not a revenue generating position. So to be able to cut costs, oftentimes HR and recruiting are usually the first ones to go. So for all my fellow recruiters out there, this is something that really helps you to design where when you're hit off, you know, without even knowing it, Uh, or knowing it's coming, you can control that narrative and be able to build something of your own.
1: Absolutely. And one thing I was actually thinking a lot about is like, to me, the earlier you can start doing this, and I'm not saying, I I don't know what you're saying, Chris, but for me, like, I don't necessarily say you need to quit your job today and try to figure out it. I think you can start doing it at the same time um, and start building your business at the same time, mitigating the risk, both on the business, entrepreneurship side, and your career, and if for some reason you get laid off, you have a backup plan. Or for some reason your business does really well and your your side hustle or your side projects or your side business is now bringing you more income or same income as your corporate job, you can then make the jump because you have the income that you can pay your bills.
0: Yeah. And also think about it the other way too. You know, you can pivot at any time. I mean that's one of the great things about owning your own business is that it can change. 2014, when I started Invisiscope, it was a web design company. I mean, I was talking to people and building their websites for entrepreneurs. And it wasn't until about 2018 that it shifted over into career coaching. That's when I got my certification. I was in recruiting for a few years. And I started to realize the one thing that I was really good at, which I know it sounds a little arrogant, sorry, but I, if I got an interview, I got the job. It was that easy for me. It was just very, very easy to understand what the value add from a business perspective is and my position involved in that. So I'm just like, okay, well, let me switch it over to show people interview techniques, how to really focus in on what that hiring manager is looking for, how to design your career, how to put your 30, 60, 90 day plan together. And in 2018, what was now this web design company kind of morphed into career coaching, And then private recruiting and it was interesting because my customer base shaped my business for me. And for anybody out there that is starting their business, you know, that's one thing you got to lean into is that your customers will tell you exactly what they need from you based on your skills and your strengths, and your business will start to morph in so pivoting at any time in your journey to build your own business is necessary. In a lot of ways i
1: would say like you don't have to have 100 years of experience 20 years of experience to do this in fact like i actually think like uh the longer you are in corporate america i think the harder it becomes to make the jump and it's because of the golden handcuffs right that ha- like you know if you you know it's part of human behavior we're gonna generally spend about the same income that we come in so as we grow in our career and we start you know acquiring a mortgage uh, acquiring an expensive car payment um, acquiring a certain lifestyle that we're used to, that makes it that much higher to replace that income. And so the longer you are and the more you're earning in corporate America, the more of this whole golden handcuffs that you, that you have. And it feels like it's harder for you to take that jump or that leap to be able to replace that income.
0: The American dream, right? You know, a house, picket fence, a couple kids, a couple cars, you know, I mean, that's the American dream. And it used to be the way we created wealth. And I don't think necessarily it's it's a positive wealth driver anymore. I think owning something of, of your own where you're gaining profits, you're reinvesting a portfolio. Look, I'm not a financial advisor, but you know, uh, the older I've gotten, the the more I've started to realize that creating wealth is more through diversity. And then your business that you build on your own is giving you just that. I mean, you know, we talk about Um, I think on our last call, we talked about how companies require you to post on social media. Now, every company wants you to be an ambassador of the organization on LinkedIn. And they really want you to focus on, you know, building the brand on LinkedIn and attaching yourself to that brand. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't necessarily think it's a control move. But what I do think is, you know, if you venture back to the, the 80s and the 90s or even the 70s, There are so many single parents out there that had multiple jobs, right? So now with the advent of of social media and being on LinkedIn, when a company is going, well, why are you putting anything up there about this company or your own company? And you can get written up for that. You can get into some trouble for that, but it's not necessarily um, something that you should shy away from. You should still command your own presence on social media, but why are we not able to really position or push that extra job now versus 70s, 80s, and 90s when multiple jobs were had by people? Because you have to build or pay the bills, the mortgage or live the the American dream life, like you were saying before. So I, you know, that's kind of one of the questions I get asked a lot is, but my company is going to see what I'm doing on LinkedIn and I'm going to get fired. Most of the time, you're not, because I guarantee that you know, your, your senior leaders or your managers are also doing side hustles. I well.
1: think that's where it becomes really important to understand uh, what are your company's policies on that? And B, is there any conflict of interest uh, and be able to understand that side of it. But I agree on the the fact that you should be building your personal brand at a minimum, even if it's not starting your own business, build your personal brand, because that is going to recession-proof your career. Like the ability to be known as the X person, right? As the, Cloud computing guy, as that AI guy, as the recruiter for marketing and sales companies, right, is going to allow you to never have to apply for a job ever again because odds are companies will reach out to you, recruiters will reach out to you about other roles, and it'll give you this uh, actually better job outlook in the future. And I, I believe that you know everyone should be building out their their personal brand whether that is LinkedIn, which if, if you're in a more professional setting, you should be doing that or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or podcasting, whatever that is, uh, it's going to help you uh, ultimately build the credibility, right? Um, I do think that um, your LinkedIn will become the resume of the future.
0: How many times have you seen a job description where it asks for an entrepreneurial spirit?
1: You see it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Everywhere. But you know, it's a catch-22 because by building your own business, you have that entrepreneurial spirit. You're learning how to own a P&L. You're learning how to handle marketing and how to see A-B test and see what works. But then if you go into the, the opportunity sometimes, to like, all right, too entrepreneurial. <laughs>
1: 100%. So look, hey, Chris, you sold me. I want to start my business. I, I want to be able to have options in the future, but I don't know where to start.
0: That's where everybody is. I was there myself too. You know, it all starts with an idea. I mean, Bezos had an idea and executed on it. Uh, Zuckerberg had an idea, executed on it. Jobs had an idea and executed on it. So, I mean, where to start is really to come up with self-identification planning and what are your strengths. And the best way to do this is to go to your core network of people, some family, some friends, and ask them the question, what do you think of when you think of me? What am I strong in? You know, what, What's something that you always come to me for? And from there, you can kind of branch off and try to figure it out. I mean, there's a, uh, an application that the YouTuber community uses quite a bit. I think it's called TubeBuddy. And TubeBuddy is such a great idea generation tool uh, because you can search specific keywords around those skills that you have or what people are telling you your strengths are. And you can see the questions that the internet is asking around those particular things. You can type in how to and then that specific keyword or skill. You'll see a whole myriad of you know, questions that people are asking around that skill. And if that's your passion and your skill and it aligns well like that, there's your business idea. And it doesn't have to generate $10 million a month yet.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think a lot about um, the best way to reach any goal is to learn from someone who's done it before. And I think about my own personal career, uh, like business journey as how did I end up as a career coach is because um, I'm not good at a lot of things, but there's one thing I was good at was networking. And this guy with a 3 point, uh, two point nine GPA that doesn't know how to spell can have six to 10 job offers from fortune 50 companies. I, I found something. So I started helping my friends how to get jobs. So I realized that my skill sets just like you were like, hey, I got an interview, it's a job. Like you just got good at, it finds you in a sense. So it's like, what are people coming to you for advice that you've done successfully more than the average person, right? That that it comes more natural to you than the average person. That's where you can charge. And you don't need to be the number one person in that industry. In fact, like I, I think about this, I was just talking, I was doing a coaching call with, with one of my clients. And I said like, if you met with a billionaire, if you if you sat and had lunch with Jeff Bezos, like he's such a different level. He's too much of a level that somebody just starting off cannot relate and like, execute the same level of the ideas. He's just too far off. In fact, the best person to learn from is someone who is one, two, three steps ahead of you, right? And so what I am saying is if you're just starting out and maybe you only have two, three years of professional experience, there's someone who has zero years of experience that is looking to do what you've already done. And that might be the business idea. That might be the clients that you need to go after.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I tell people all the time, you know, just make $10. Just do whatever you can online and make $10 because it becomes addicting. And once you realize, wow, somebody really values my knowledge in this space and is willing to pay me $10 to do this. You start changing your mindset and that, that, uh, what is it called when you kind of, um, Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome really just starts to disappear once you realize you can monetize yep. on this, you know, on whatever that is. Uh, my wife has taken a journey now. My wife said she's been building these digital planning products for years, and she's like, you know what, I want to build an Etsy shop. But what's she having a tough time overcoming? The fear to start. And we've all been there. Anybody who has started a business has always been fearful to start. So, what we did is we did exactly what i'm telling people to do is just think about what your strengths are what you've been doing and write down what you can produce for that so we made a digital planner for her and now she's going nuts. she's selling it everywhere and she's doing fantastic with it because it just took that one social validation of somebody buying her product and believing in her and now she's off to yeah, the race
1: no no no. It, ma- it, it makes uh so much sense and i would even say like if you have the job, like if you have a job right now, it's not about doing this tomorrow. Like it's not about, you're going to build a $10 million business overnight. It's not going to happen. Odds are it won't happen. Right. But like start, you know, start, maybe you start mentoring people for free and then you're like, Oh, they're finding success. Then you charge a hundred dollars. Then you charge a thousand dollars. Then you charge $10,000. Right. Like the biggest thing about when it comes to pricing, like it's like, you have to believe it first before someone else does. And so as you're dealing with that imposter syndrome, the best way to deal is by seeing the results as you're helping people. And then maybe you charge less in the beginning. That's fine. It's a journey and you'll get to the, to the right price point. And the market will tell you the price point.
0: Mm-hmm. I love what you said there when you said just start, because that's like the biggest advice that we've seen from anybody who's done this. Just start. It's going to be an iterative process. You're not going to be perfect right off the bat. You're not going to have a beautifully designed website off the bat. You're not going to have perfect delivery and distribution of all your products off the bat. Your business should be iterative. It should be dynamic. It should grow with you and enter into the different stages of ownership as you do. And that's what really starts to build upon that. And again, your customers will shape the quality of your business. They'll tell you if there's something else they need. So always test and always ask <clears throat> Excuse me, your customer base, hey, was there anything that I could have done a little bit differently that, that you would have expected in this? And then you add that. You know, in marketing, it's all about A-B testing. They'll try 15 different versions of an email drip campaign until one of the analytics hits and they say, okay, well, this is what people was interested in. And you double down on that because that's what people are asking you for. And those are your customers. No, no. Same concept of small business versus enterprise. Same concept. So,
1: hey, Chris, we, we talked a lot about why we should do this. We talked about how we're how getting started. Now, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm saying, hey, like this sounds great but i need some mentorship if somebody wanted to learn more about you and how to work with you how can they get a hold of you what's what's the next step that you want them to take
0: yeah absolutely i mean the website is icsforward.com that's my website for the company for coaching as well as recruiting and then building this this business it's so surprising that i didn't think as a career coach that my founder and ceo blueprint would be my most popular product. But people reach out all the time like, Chris, I'm done with this. I want to build my own business. All right, we're doing that now. Okay, let's go. So ICSforward.com is the website where you'll be able to work with me. You'll learn a little bit more about me, my background, testimonials, and things like that. Also, my email address is Chris at ICSforward.com. I'm public to everything because I want people to realize that they can reach out to me. I am approachable. Sometimes I'm a little bit tough. I'm ex-military, so I will put you to the to the ringers and keep you accountable, but it's for your own good. Um, and then on LinkedIn, you know, you can reach me. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. It really is my favorite platform, just because people are always thinking so creatively and. And it's got that business connotation to it. And I just love it. It's my favorite platform by no, far. It,
1: it is my favorite platform as well. And, um, and I'm going to put all the links that you mentioned from your email to your website, to your LinkedIn on the show notes so that people can definitely connect with you. So Chris, hey, thank you so much for joining us in today's conversation. And for everybody listening, catch you guys later. All right, welcome to today's rant and I'm going to talk about why you should consider on building your personal brand and also allow that to catapult you into entrepreneurship. Look, I mentioned this when I was having a conversation with Chris on how building your brand is going to be one of the best ways to bulletproof your career. And I don't think that there is a better platform for you as a professional to build your personal brand than on LinkedIn. So find that niche, that area you like, whether it's sales, Marketing, whether it's podcasting, whether it's logistics or app development, whatever that is, build the brand on it, you know, and as you are building your expertise. And I'm not saying you're going to be an expert today or because you're not going to become an expert overnight. It doesn't matter. Talk about industry trends. Talk about what's learning. Talk about the books, the articles, the YouTube channels. Talk about other influencers that are really good in the industry. Talk about what you're learning. Talk about what you're working. Talk about what you've done for your organization how you've made them money or saved them money. Talk about your life. Talk about your journey. The point is that you're putting yourself out there. Look, visibility becomes more important than ability as you continue to grow and build your career, right? You're going to want people to be reaching out to you for opportunities, for jobs, for ventures, for investments, for you to be the go-to person in your industry. This is also gonna hold you accountable for you going to continue to develop yourself. One of my favorite side effects of building a personal brand like I did on LinkedIn is the fact that because I have all these people thinking that I am that person, and I am that person, right? And now puts the pressure on me to continue to be that person day after day, continue to develop and invest And my knowledge of how to get a job. And so that's the kind of things that I want you to do, right? I want you to become an expert. And then once you build a brand, it's going to be so much easier for you eventually to build a business, for you eventually to sell your audience, for you eventually to create brand deals with brands that you align with. And it's going to help you long term. It's also going to give you leverage, in your job. Look, I actually know a couple of recruiters who have built an amazing personal brand on LinkedIn that when they were looking for jobs, they were able to negotiate ten to $20,000 more a year because they leveraged their LinkedIn brand because they know that the company is going to get more applicants, more quality applicants, more talent because of this recruiter's LinkedIn audience, and so that is the power of leveraging your personal brand to help your business. And you don't have to be a recruiter to do that. Again, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, please make sure you like and subscribe and share it with a friend. And if you are a looking for a job, if you're a candidate, a job seeker, specifically an international STEM student, that's what we specialize in helping. I would love to help you. Um, also, if you're listening to this and you're a career coach, we are just launching a. Business Consulting for Career Coaches Program. If you're interested in that, also make sure you message me on LinkedIn. I would love to help you out. Again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you more than you know and catch you guys on the next episode. See you later.